and welcome. I am your host, Kimberly Lovey. I am a wife, a mother of two. I'm a businesswoman, a brand builder, blogger, and podcaster. I'm here to connect with women just like me who want to optimize their life while looking and feeling our best. Together, we will remove limiting beliefs and dream to become our highest and best version of ourselves. We will explore both mental and physical aspects of self-improvement while forming a community, a sisterhood. Before we dive in, please subscribe to my podcast and give me five stars. Hi, I am your host, Kimberly Lovey. Now, we all know 2020 has been a wild ride with many unexpected twists and turns. Many of us may be left feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and a little confused. As we approach the new year, we all need a little reset. That's why I created the Reset Button Bootcamp. It's a three-day virtual conference for women like us that just need time to take a breath and get re-energized and refocused for the coming year. I provide you with practical tools and templates while guiding you through each step so you can regain your confidence and happiness. You will leave feeling like you have renewed energy and a solid game plan for the new year. If you're interested, head on over to my website at KimberlyLovey.com forward slash courses to grab your spot. Spaces are limited, so don't wait. This week, I interview Ian Honick, a 16-year-old who provides us with raw insight on what COVID has been like for him as a junior in high school. Ian is so insightful and is wise well beyond his years. Ian discusses what he's really missing out on, specifically the independence we all yearn for at that particular age. We discuss SATs, college gap years, and how all the rules of the game have gone out the window as he prepares to apply to college. He shares how he's been able to form a normal schedule for himself. He masterfully highlights the opportunity to find your passion, focus on yourself, and filter out unnecessary noise that is hindering you from becoming your best during this time. Ian, thank you so, so much for joining me today on the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Can you just share a little bit about who you are for the listeners? Maybe your age, your grade, and where you're living? Yeah, I'm um, 16. I'm in my junior year of high school, and I currently live in Charlottesville, Virginia. The reason why I had you on today is because I it dawned on me back in maybe April or May timeframe that there's a whole other group of individuals experiencing COVID. So specifically that group is the high schoolers. And the thing that really struck me is as I was kind of driving or taking a walk as we're in lockdown, I kept seeing these signs, you know, celebrating people's graduations. And it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I just, I realized that, oh my goodness, some of these kids are in high school right now. And with that, Can you just maybe dive in and explain what this time of COVID has felt like and how it's impacted your friendships, you know, pros and cons, um, just maybe give us a general overview. Yeah, I mean, at first, uh, it was kind of a blessing um, for some people, you know, school stressful, and it was kind of towards the end of the year where school got canceled, um, and we had to do it online. And for a good few weeks, none of our schoolwork was counted. We didn't really know if we were going to have school at all. And for some people, that was like fantastic. And for others, it was really unmotivating. And, you know, you get up in the morning and for some people, it's like, oh, great. I don't have to get ready for school. I can relax. And for others, they just couldn't get out of bed. And for me personally, it was pretty disorienting. I like getting ready for school. I liked having routine, you know, biking, 
in the morning, getting fresh air. But you can't really do that without you know, wearing a mask and avoiding everything that you once knew. And in terms of friends, even people that you have small interactions with that aren't really that close to you, they have a big impact on your day to day. And you don't always appreciate that until it's gone. And uh, I think for a lot of people that really hit and it really impacted them when they realized that they weren't as motivated, not just because they didn't have teachers telling them what to do or, um, you know, their regular friends, but just interactions with people and small comments and things that really kept them going throughout the day. Yes, absolutely. It's funny because as you're talking, a lot of what you're saying is similar to what I know people my age are experiencing as well in a slightly different context. But um, this idea of having that direction or schedule kind of forced upon you is quite different. (laughs) And it is really hard. And I think that like you're saying, exactly, I think some people kind of fell apart or maybe leaned into the no schedule. Um, And I think others, you know, maybe struggled with it a little bit more. And, you know, so it definitely was a weird time, I think, kind of across the board. And I guess, are there any specific milestones that you feel that you've missed out on? I feel like I don't know if I've missed on any really big, big milestones, but definitely for any anyone in high school, especially in your junior year, you start to get some more freedom. Just that feeling of, you know, getting out more, you know, trying to be more independent. You can't really do that right now. You're all, most of us are trapped inside. Even just going to people for support, it's not really the same thing. You can't go get coffee with your friend if you want to all the time. It's not like you're stuck inside some of us with our parents, most of us with our parents. Um, and that's a very difficult thing for people who are trying to not be with their parents and try to think for themselves and don't really have the opportunity. Um, I know Driving was a really big thing for me, and I just got my license. But congratulations! Really Thank you. Um, but there's not a lot I can do with it right now. I don't know where I would go or who I would see. I can't drive around with my friends, and I know not everyone has the opportunity. But you know, just little things like that are you know really off-putting. Wow. I mean, you know, as you're talking, I'm just it puts me back to when I was in high school, and I know just for everyone at that age, it's such a formative time and kind of just restating what you were saying or maybe reinforcing it is like, that's really your first taste of independence at that age when you're getting your license and you're, you know, you're just with all due respect, we adore our parents and, you know, bless our parents for everything that they've done. Believe me, they're, they're amazing, but you're just tired of them at that age. You know, you're just at the time where you just want that taste of freedom And I know I felt that way without even all of this COVID stuff kind of hanging over your head. So I can't imagine what that must feel like. And you use the the word trapped and that's exactly what I would envision it to feel like. And, you know, as I think about what's happening across the world, like you're talking about millions of, of young adults, almost young adults, um, teenagers that probably feel exactly the same way. How have you been able to maybe retain a small piece of freedom or happiness? Is there anything that you've been able to do that maybe you weren't doing before? I have used tools to, you know, maintain a steady peace of mind and, you know, just realizing that it's, it won't be forever, hopefully. Um, <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. Uh, and that, you know, just working on yourself and trying to maintain a routine and, you know, maybe, you know, trying to be more independent, not 
like and maybe even communication with your parents and trying to do things yourself more and help you feel that way maybe help anyone who is your guardian or anyone in, who's primarily in your life that you're kind of stuck with help you you know develop some character and and make have opportunities like that i guess you know i think that's so poignant that you mentioned development of character because i was listening to tony robbins and i think he says something to the effect of like leaning into winter or i'm made for winter or something like that and what he's really trying to teach his followers is like you essentially can choose to fall apart when things are difficult or you can choose to gather your strength and be resilient and you know I think once the newness of it has worn off, it's a real test like of our own mental health and our character. And, you know, are we going to basically fall off the horse and abandon all goals? Or are we going to choose to get creative with our, let's say, at home workouts and ways to socialize? You know, how can we really build um, our best character? And I think it's definitely a fight. I mean, it sounds so like great, but feeling that fight is hard. It's like an actual, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I feel like it takes really conscious effort to design a schedule that's healthy maintain some kind of just healthy routine, some normalcy, find your joy instead of, you know, just getting sucked into the negativity and the lazy and the complacency and all of that. So it sounds like you're really, really disciplined and you've been able to kind of hold it all together, which I think is super impressive. It's really hard to even maintain that and find that for yourself when you're not seeing it be done by other people. I mean, especially even just even if you can through a screen, it's not really the same as seeing it in real life. You don't get the same reaction, even learning in school. You don't learn the same. It doesn't feel as real. And that's, I think, is important to a lot of people. We can't just sit and stare. That's not what makes us productive and gets us going in the morning. Totally. You don't have the energy of other people, right, around you that you normally get. And I know like in high school, it's like, um, it is a very social experience. You're excited to wake up, get out of your house and see your friends. I mean, even work, if you're, once you're a little bit older and you go to work and you, you know, hopefully enjoy your team, like it is, you know, it is fun to get to go see your friends. And so to have that kind of pulled out from underneath us, I think is a huge change. And I, I do admire that you've been able to kind of hold it together, even though, like you said, it's it's a struggle. And I can say I feel the exact same way. I know personally, I've had to start with focusing on blocking out negative stuff that's going on out there. Um, obviously, it's a very difficult time in the world. And um, I've leaned on listening to a lot of positive podcasts as I'm exercising in the morning, just to flood myself with positivity and like get that energy going from other people. Like first thing in the morning, that's been huge because. You're not going to get it, you know, just when you're sitting in front of your computer and, you know, it's tough. Yeah. What have you learned from this experience kind of to that end? I think I've learned just to try to focus on yourself or, you know, really find what fuels you. Um, I think that we get caught up in, you know, just trying to do what we need to do every day. And this has actually been a good opportunity for a lot of people to find your passions, to find what makes you feel good and gets you to work that isn't dependent on other people or, you know, the outside world per se. I think it's also been a really good opportunity to find what people really mean a lot to you and, you know, filter out what is unnecessary 
whether that be actions you do or things you do throughout your day or just things that are hindering you from achieving your goals. Oh, I love that. I love it. And I completely agree with you. You said a couple of things there, you know, this idea of focusing on yourself and focusing on your own personal growth, what you're passionate about and using it as an opportunity to get refocused because it is quieter. Um, There's a little bit less hustle bustle, you know, and really taking that opportunity to use it as fuel for your future. I think that is huge. And then the idea of really evaluating the people that impact your life every day and deciding, do I want to hold space for them? Are they contributing positively to my day? Are they really important to me? Did they take the time to see how I'm doing? I completely agree with what you're saying. And I just absolutely love that you have that wisdom. And it sounds like you've been really making good use of your time, even though I'm sure it hasn't been easy for you, just like it hasn't really been easy for anyone. What do you envision the next year to shape up to look like for you as you enter your senior year of high school? I mean, honestly, nobody really knows. We think it's like, oh, okay, like we're going to go back to school. And if you've even talked about going back to school, some people have thought we were going to go back to school this fall. And that really hasn't turned out the way we thought it would. So we honestly don't know what it's going to look like. I know that a lot of schools, you know, switch to online. There's a lot of kids who have to retake a year of school, which is really just mind blowing. I mean, just the lack of preparedness by, you know, schools to you know switch has left these kids not learning at all and having to retake another year and i know that a lot of people are planning on taking gap years after high school instead of going to college and colleges you know are trying to switch to more online but they only have x amount of spots so you know they're offering a lot of kids to take a gap year and then go into college after but it's really just been crazy because nobody knows what's going to happen or and then colleges you know they're we don't know if they're really going to look at our grades as much. You know, everyone's going to have the same story. You know, when you write a college essay, you you talk about your story and, you know, your hardships and where you are right now. But for everyone, this has been a really big thing. And, you know, for some people, it's made them more productive and has increased their strengths. And for others, it's really been detrimental. Wow. So I, I recently, I switched schools to a ASU's prep digital program, which is, uh, they've been doing this online high school for a few years now. So they, they're more prepared in teaching online. And so if I continued with them, I'd probably, you know, be online for my senior year. Ideally, I'd like to be in person. I think that's how, even if we didn't realize it before, that's how most of us learn. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I mean, the more we're really talking through this, it's talking about a gap year. I mean, how does that even work? Is it that you would apply to the college and then you would maybe defer it for a year or would you wait to even apply? I think deferring it, I think a lot of colleges are accepting students, but just saying, hey, you're accepted, but we're going to defer you a year. And there's a lot of those happening or there's a lot of people agreeing to take a gap year when they apply. And so colleges are looking at that and saying, hey, okay, we want you, but we're glad that you can take a gap year because we don't have room for you right now. Oh my goodness. I cannot, I can't, this is just mind blowing to me because, you know, year after year applying to colleges has been, I mean, not exactly the same, but it's, it's one thing you can always count on, right? Is that process taking your SATs or ACTs and then going through the application process. It's like, you know, just part of life. It's something we almost guess take for granted, I say, but just to hear this is just, it's really, I mean, this is really a unique situation. 
interesting that you're taking an online college led courses, even though it's, you know, for high school. I think that's amazing. What types of skills are they teaching you? Just curious what you guys are learning. Uh, well, I'm, I'm currently taking, um, you know, typical classes and taking economics, uh, Mandarin, I'm taking physics uh, and English and, you know, just basic things. But we don't have a ton of social interaction. I mean, it is a good example to be independent and, you know, speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself, which is something you need to do in a college setting. But I know that, you know, my friends who switched online from, you know, regular high school, they have Zoom classes with their teachers on a daily basis, and they interact with other students in their class. And that's a lot different. Even though it's not in person, it's still, you know, it might keep their attention, they have more to focus on, it can also be distracting, but they're just learning in a different way. But definitely, I guess the skills we're learning is to advocate for ourselves and, you know, be independent and just get what you need to get done and, you know, plan that out. Mm, I love that. You know, it's so interesting because it, it does bring me back to the first year of college. And it, it reminds me that that is one of the first things that you have to adjust to when you're in college in person, I guess, or otherwise for the first time you have the freedom that you've craved, but it's like a little bit disorienting because nobody's asking you if you're going to school, like you either show up or you don't. It's kind of like sink or swim to an extent. And you do have to, if you're lost or you do need support, you do, it's like completely up to you to go up to the professor after class and ask for the help or, you know, somehow get additional assistance. And it's probably one of the harder parts of college, right? Like you think it's this giant party, which it also is, but that newly found independence is definitely part of the learning curve. So I think a silver lining, like you're saying, is like this new skill that you've been forced to acquire that you weren't necessarily excited to, but you've been forced to. And it's just so interesting. I am curious a little bit about how does that work now for the SATs? Like, do you even know? Do you take them for sure? Like, how does that go down? Well, they will. I mean, they have sometimes they have, I think they're thinking about doing it online, but there's no way of like supervising the SATs. And so that's not really what the SATs are about because there's a lot of, you know, cheating on tests, even with regular school currently online. So a lot of colleges really aren't looking at SATs or I think they're trying to look more on your character and you know what you've done outside experiences which is difficult right now to do we can't go not all of us can go get a job especially with the lack of opportunity for jobs for people who really need them we don't really know what's going to happen I mean junior year is a big year to you know Take, you're taking the SATs, you're studying and you're preparing for your senior year, but we really don't know if we're going to take SATs our senior year or if we're really going to need them at all. I mean, I know that AP testing is also thrown out of whack. We don't know if they're going to need AP testing for you to get AP credit. And that's disorienting and maybe unmotivating for some people if they think, well, I don't want to take an AP class or maybe I do now because it's not required that I have to take the test. Maybe I'm not good at taking tests. And so maybe I want to do that, but it's just, there's no way to know for sure. Wow. This is so crazy because now you're getting into like actual strategy about, you know, you're playing the what if scenario and then you're trying to pick a strategy. Okay. If this happens, then this is what I should do. But if this happens, this is how it might be better. And it's just, it's like a huge lesson in flexibility. (laughs) 
flexibility and strategic thinking maybe is the best way to frame it. <laughs> Going into your freshman year, they, I mean, even eighth grade year, they start preparing you to plan out your entire high school classes. You know, every credit counts and what AP classes you plan on taking. I mean, of course you can manage that later on, but they, they try to really set it out for you. So, you know, exactly what courses you're going to take. Um, I mean, there's some flexibility, you know, with electives and maybe you want to take an AP class for the same credit, but it's a, just a different class that you might find more interesting. But I can't even imagine being in freshman year and then having everything planned out and not knowing whether or not that's really going to matter. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I think about things of like going back to like our strategic thinking, given that we don't know what's going on as far as this, this whole situation. One thing that just kind of like jumps out at me is I think that if I were a student like yourself, or maybe even like had my child in this situation, I would be thinking in terms of like, how can I use this to my advantage? Like, how can I make my case stronger for schools? And like, what could I do that would set me apart? And I'm bringing this up because I think anyone that's listening, I'm trying to kind of put on our like hat of like, maybe building a competitive advantage or just using the situation to our advantage in the best way we can. And I guess I'd be kind of starting to brainstorm, like, how could I, what could I give the world right now, given the situation? Like, do I start a YouTube channel with like a daily positivity geared at high school students like me? And maybe I can give tips on how to have a productive day or like, do I start a podcast and give a couple helpful hints of how things are going for me or, you know, or like a blog or I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking like, is there anyone in your, you know, given, you know, the whole online dimension that we have, which is very different than myself growing up. Do you have friends that are like YouTubers or have any of this kind of platform that they use? I don't know any YouTubers, but I do know a lot of kids that started using their social media platforms Mm -hmm. to, you know, talk on issues that they feel that need to be talked about, that they feel strongly about, not using it as much for vanity and more just, you know, for the greater good. But ultimately, I think it's a really difficult thing right now, even to do that. And I think that everyone needs to try to focus on themselves first and, you know, make sure that they are healthy and that they are okay before they start doing that, because nobody can help other people unless they help themselves first. I agree completely. That's such a good point. And it's a fair point. And it's funny you say that because I just read an excerpt from um, Rachel Hollis, who's a big kind of not just influencer, she's um, a public speaker, motivational speaker, what have you. And she says in her newest book that I never will put out advice on something until I myself have done the work. And I thought that was really interesting. Like she's not in as much as we want to give real-time advice. Like, I think it's a really fair point that you make, which is like, first, make sure you yourself are good. And then you can look outward. And, you know, if you're not on solid ground yet, then that's okay. And just focus on that first. Yeah, I mean, and for some people, they can do that. I just, I, I know that, especially for, I mean, all high school students that I know, it is extremely difficult to maintain a daily routine, you know, to find things throughout the day that keep you going, interaction with other people, you know, studying, doing well in school, uh, and, you know, looking for other opportunities to help yourself in a difficult time like this. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's almost... I know I've seen a few times where other people are trying to reach out and help people they know, but it's actually uh, hurting themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, 
goes back to not being spread too thin and, um, yeah, just keeping yourself on track is, is kind of enough. And I would imagine, especially at your particular point in your life where you have all of this pressure with school, obviously home and friends and all of the things, it's kind of like enough. It's, it's a lot. Your plate is nice and full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and school's really difficult. Like the classes you mentioned, I mean, physics, forget it, you know, like. I mean, I've been told by the junior year is my hardest year and it's proven okay. to be the hardest year so far. Sophomore year was great. But that, uh, I didn't expect to be in my hardest year of high school online without any social interaction. I don't have, you know, Zoom classes with my friends. I don't have, I don't have a lot of friends. I recently moved. And so it's just really hard to do all of this work without, you know, that, that, that base that I knew. And I think a lot of people feel that way, that what they once used to help them throughout the day, whether it be getting coffee in the morning or, you know, uh, going on a walk or, you know, you can still do some of those things, but it's not as pleasant sometimes. And uh, to the extent that we might want to do all of the things we normally do, we simply can't. And we yes. don't know where the end is. And that can be hard to grasp for a lot of people. Absolutely. It's like this moving target. You can't even, I mean, I remember when we first started this, when we first got locked down back in March, everyone thought, ah, it'll be a week or two, you know, <laughs> here we are. How many months later? A lot, a lot of yeah, months later, yeah. way, more, way more. We didn't even think it was going to reach us. You know, we thought, oh, it's the rest of the world and we're okay. And then, yeah. 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 Well, gosh, this is just, I mean, this is so interesting. It's, it's funny. It's interesting talking to you too, Ian, because it's like on some levels, I feel like what you're experiencing is very much the same to people at completely, you know, people much older. And then kind of on the other side of it, there's all these unknowns at such a pivotal point in your life where you're really kind of setting your, or supposed to be setting yourselves yourself up to relaunch and like really, you know, make your next move. And, yeah. you know, it's just like for, for you, it's like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you and you're just sort of trying to like swim. It's just, it's wild. I mean, it's, it's a very critical stage. I mean, I know that it can be frowned upon, but we're supposed to be rebellious sometimes. We're supposed to learn from our mistakes and we can't make as many of those and really have those experiences, you know, travel or, you know, see the world from a different lens. We're kind of stuck doing the same thing every day and that can get like really crazy. I know if for a lot of people it is, but I feel at least with adults, they've been able to develop character. They have a maybe semi better understanding for themselves and what they need to do and their responsibilities. But as a student and not knowing where you're going to be, what you're supposed to do while you're trying to develop that, it can be a very just, I don't know. <laughs> unsettling. I'm, I'd imagine it's very unsettling yeah. to say the least. Wow. I mean, I feel like this is going to be one of those things that you look back on and you're going to just be like, wow, this like was nuts. I mean, all of us will say that and we will all, cause it is, it's an unprecedented time, obviously, but especially for you, I just really, really think this is just, it's just going to be such a defining point for you, you know, because it's colliding with an already pivotal time. 
and the strength and character and new tools that you have to acquire just to survive it is, you know, man, it, it must be tough. That's all I can say. So it seems like you have done the best you can and done fairly well, right? Again, knowing that you're struggling, I'm sure, like everybody else is. Do you have any advice or key tips um, to success? Any even small wins that you have acquired uh, that you'd like to share with people maybe your age or even a few years younger? I think that making a daily routine is really important because the daily routines that we used to have are most likely gone. So we we need to make something set in stone, you know, hygiene and, you know, make yourself breakfast, try something new, you know, plan out when you're going to talk to friends or family and reach out to other people. I keep thinking about, you know, they say that you are the the mean of like the, the five people you spend the most time around, right? And I feel as if many people are stuck with the same people at a time like this, whether it be in person or not it's hard to have those other interactions. Like I said, in school, sometimes we don't realize it uh, or, you know, just walking about, but we have interactions with people like every single day that we don't know. And those are important. And I think that really just kind of expanding your horizons and trying to do new things and find new people that you can learn things from is a really important thing right now. Definitely. Definitely. And how do you communicate with your friends? I mean, obviously there's texts and stuff, but I guess, do you guys ever do like FaceTime chats or like, I know, for example, some of the mommies will do like Zoom happy hours and, you know, we've tried to get creative. Um, How do you guys tend to kind of interact? We do a lot of FaceTiming, a lot of Zooming. Sometimes I'll Zoom a friend and I'll share my screen and we'll watch a show or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's sometimes my computer overheats, but um. (laughs) But like I'm tired. I, yeah, but I do that very often. Um, wow. But yeah, it's uh. But to be completely honest, a lot of the communication has really died down a lot. I mean, I I remember communicating a lot more pre-COVID, and you know, there's been certain times where I've interacted more, you know, via social media. But it's for me at least, it's really died down. I think people are busy and, you know, they're not as motivated to talk. They have less energy and, you know, they're trying to focus on other things and not get tied into a lot of that and be distracted by things that are unnecessary and are clouding their judgment or anything that they're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's true at any age as well that we're, you know, we're not socializing like we were, you know, sometimes you have to just you know, almost remember your friends and just check in on them. You know, it feels like a big effort, which is crazy. You know, you're so used to seeing everybody and um, not having it be such a big deal. All right. Well, I have to say, I'm very, very impressed with you. You're obviously a very bright person. And I really, really appreciate you pausing your studies. I know you're, you're working really, really hard. You're very structured, disciplined, and dedicated to, you know, staying on track. So I definitely admire that in you. And I appreciate you carving out time for me and my audience. And um, I definitely look forward to sharing this with everyone. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.